Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hello, mercy. Hello, peace. You have found me on my knees. I believe I'll never be the same. Everything changes when we see his face. Fear cannot hold my feet to the ground. No shadows can hold me down. I want to know just who I am. I have heard the Father call my name. The new has come and the old washed away. Everything changes in the radiance of your smile. You chase away those shadows that hang around. Hello, joy, and hello, truth. I have waited for this moment on my knees. As we're joining together on this prayer call, August 3rd, may you find yourself on your knees, that your desire for him is consuming you and you find yourself in him. He longs. He longs for us to be in him. It's that place of rest and peace. The world may be dying all around us, but in him, in him, we have rest and we have peace. So thank you, Lord, for this morning, a new day that you have made, and we will rejoice And we're going to be glad in it. And may your presence overtake us. For it it is in Jesus' name that I pray these things. Amen. So I say welcome. Welcome to all that are on the call this morning. Pastors, saints of God, clergy, intercessors. We say good morning to Bishop and Pastor Adrian Smith, the appointed ones over New Destiny Ministry. May they receive a deep impartation that is undeniable. We pray peace over them and joy, strength to them, to their family. We just thank God for them. My name is Heather Dawson. I'm the facilitator for this morning. And we have Sister Tanika Smothers as our controller. For the morning, we are so grateful for our controllers and their commitment to the call. And then we have Ministers John and Sharon Smalls. Minister Sharon Smalls is going to be praying for the requests that have been received and in faith and agreement with her. We're going to believe for answers because we know then that um, praise reports are going to follow, telling us of the goodness of God and how he met those needs. So good morning, Minister Sharon. How are you this morning? Good morning, Elder Elder Heather. I'm doing great. Thank you. Amen. And it is good to hear your voice, too, Sharon. Good morning to you. 
And Minister John, how are you this morning? Uh, with my wife, I'm doing so well. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> All is well in the small house. Praise God. Yes, Hallelujah. <laughs> well, we praise God for you and for um, Minister Sharon. And as we have set the atmosphere, we have prayed. We're going to turn it over to you at this time, Mr. John. And we just say, let the Spirit use you. Be free. In Jesus' name. Amen. It's an honor and privilege to be here this morning. And um, let's go ahead and get right into the word. Uh, Father, speak to my eyes, speak through my mouth and hear through my ears. Lead and guide me according to your word. I thank you in advance for what you have already done. Amen. So <clears throat> Bishop has been on a series, and and it... it to me, it, it, it looks like and it feels like that everyone who he tags to follow in this series he's doing is on fire. It is on fire. His, his sermon on Sunday was about pain points. Pain points. And what I'm going to do in his follow through what he's already studied. He can I'm it. And I'm going to bring the word according to what he's already started. So with that being said, my title for this morning's lesson is called A Gift, A Gift That Did Not Feel Like a Gift. Once again, A Gift That Did Not Feel Like a Gift. So, if you have your Bible, I'm sure you do. Let's turn to Second Corinthians. That's Second Corinthians, twelve seven through the tenth, and I'm looking at the Message Bible. Second Corinthians twelve seven through ten in the Message. Now, just to give you a little background, Paul, Paul was given by God this revelation a revelation of knowledge, a revelation of God's word. I mean, he was given things, understanding and of God's word more than perhaps any man. And according to the word in Second Corinthians, it says this. Because of the extravagance of those revelations, and these are, the, these are the revelations that God has given him. And so I wouldn't get a big head. Now, totally understand this. Sometimes when God gives you something, he's taking you through something, he's elevating you. Sometimes in the natural, sometimes in our flesh, we may have a tendency to think that it's us. We may have a tendency that thinks that it is me who is doing this and not God who is promoting. Can anybody relate to that? Because my hand is up in regards to that. 
so Paul is saying here, because of the extravagance of those revelations, and so I wouldn't get a big head, I was given the gift. Now, when you think of a gift, you think of something that you like, something that you want, something that's going to bring you pleasure, something that's going to bring you joy. But this gift, this gift of a handicap to keep him in constant touch with his limitations, this gift was something that kept him grounded to who he really was. Now, I'm talking to you as well as reading about Paul. Have you ever been elevated by God, shown things that others haven't seen? But at the same time, at the same time, he's also keeping you grounded. That way, you don't think highly of yourself, that it's you and not him that is taking these places. It goes on to say here that Satan's angel did his best. And I like that because I have it bolded and underlined that the angel of Satan did his best. He didn't accomplish. He didn't conquer. He didn't defeat him. He did his best to get Paul down. Once again, he wasn't defeated. He wasn't conquered. He did his best to keep him down. And I'm saying the same thing to you. You may be attacked. You may be boxed, kicked, spoken about, all in the wrong sense of what you're doing for God. But it's only attacking is only an attack. It's not defeating you. It's only an attack to try to keep you down. But in essence, what the word says here is what he in fact did was push me, push me. The weight of whatever this situation was that was on Paul's shoulder, it pushed him to his knees. And don't you know sometimes in our worst of times, in our agony of times, sometimes our needs are the best place to be. Because when you're on your knees, as Paul said here, no danger of walking around in high and mighty was he. Nothing for him to glorify about. And here's what Paul said that I have highlighted. He said, at first, his first thought, when all of this was happening, when this thorn, when this situation attacked him, his first thought was, I didn't think of it as a gift. He said, this thing that's coming against me, it can't be a gift. A gift is something that would bring me pleasure and joy. This is not a gift. This is something that's bringing me pain and sorrow, causing me problems. 
is causing problems in my home and myself, <clears throat> with my family. This is not a gift. And how many of you have said the same thing? This thing that I'm going through, this sadness, this crisis, this issue, this depravity, this cannot be a gift because it's causing too much pain. And because of the pain, Paul said, I begged. I begged God to remove it. In his fleshly body, not his spirit, in his fleshly body, because of the weight of whatever was going on with him, he begged God to remove this gift of this handicap, this thorn that was punishing him. And how many of you have said the same thing? God, please remove this issue that I am going through. Please take this thing away that's, that's weighing down on my shoulders. I can't take this anymore. And my hands are up because I've done it. I've said it. And then Paul said three times, three times I did this. Meaning, I beg God, please remove it. I beg God, please remove it. I beg God, please remove this. And I can only imagine that God himself, my words, got tired. He said, I am tired of you begging me to remove this gift. And God concluded by saying, my grace is enough. My grace is enough. My grace is enough. It's all you need. It's all you need. And the CEV it says, my gift of undeserved grace is all you need. And the Amplifier says, my grace, my favor and loving kindness and mercy is enough for you, sufficient against any danger and enables you to bear the trouble manfully. And that word manfully means having and showing courage and resolution. So God is saying, whatever you are going through, my gift of grace is enough. And, and, and what is that grace? That unmerited, undeserved, un earned kindness and favor of God. He said, that's all you need. Yeah, you're feeling the pain. Yeah, you're feeling the, the pressure. Yeah, you're feeling down. Yeah, people are talking about you. Yeah, you still got trouble in your home. Yes, but God said, my grace, my grace is enough for you. And it's all, not some, it's all, not part, it's all you need. And then God finalized it by saying this, my strength comes into its own. When? In your weakness. In your weakness. That's when his strength 
starts to produce. That's when his strength starts to bubble up. That's when his strength bursts out like a volcano. When you are at your weakest, when you can't take any more, when you are on your knees, when you are crying out that I don't know what I'm going to do, God says, that's when my strength is produced best. And then Paul summarizes it by saying this. Once he got the revelation, once he got the understanding, when he got the knowledge deep down in his spirit that bubbled up to his heart, that flowed through his head, that came out of his mouth, he said, once I heard that, once I heard that, how many of you have heard the word of God so many times, but once you heard that, that thing that you needed at that time, for that time, once you heard that, Paul said, I was glad to let it happen. Whatever that thorn was, whatever that situation was, Paul said, I was glad that it happened. Then he said, I quit focusing on the handicap and began appreciating the gift. He said, I stopped looking in the mirror. That's what Elder Tamika said the, the other Sunday. Stop looking at the, in the mirror for the, the, the mistakes, the, the, the brokenness, the unforgiveness for the issue. Stop looking at those things and start looking at what God has said about you. He said, I quit focusing on the handicap, and I began to focus on the gift and appreciate the gift. The same gift that brought me pain, I'm looking at it differently now. Because he said, it was a case of Christ's strength moving moving in on my weakness. When he fell to his knees and said, Father, you take it. Then that opened the door just enough for Christ to come in at his weakest point. And then Paul finalized it by saying this now. He said, now, he said, right now, I take limitations in stride. Whatever limitations Paul said I have, I take it in stride. It doesn't affect me like it used to. It doesn't move me like it used to. That thing that used to bother me, it doesn't move me like it used to. Because now I know. And with good cheer, these limitations that cut me down to size or bring me to my knees. Some may be abuse, accidents, oppositions, bad breaks. He said, I just let Christ take over. Now, how many of you are just letting Christ take over? Or are you letting the issues take you over? You have to decide. Do you want Christ to take over? Or are you going to let the thorn 
the issues taking over. And then finally Paul said, and so, the weaker I get, the weaker I get, the weaker I get, the stronger I become. We have to remember this. Because of that great Thor that Paul had, God gave him a greater blessing. So, for all of you who are listening, stop looking at the thorn and look at the blessing. Stop looking at the thorn and look at the blessing. The greater the assignment, the greater the adversity. You've got to remember that. The greater the assignment, the greater the adversity. Realize you are on assignment, not for your boss, not for your family, not for your friends, but you are on assignment for God. The greater the assignment, the greater the attack. Remember what I said in John sixteen thirty three. While you are in this world, you will have to suffer. Because of where God took Paul, giving him revelation of the word, understanding of the word, boldness for the word, God allowed an adversity to keep him grounded. Where God is taking each one of you, each one of you, you got to receive this. Close your eyes and open your spiritual eyes and you got to receive this. Where God is taking each one of you, he may allow adversity to keep you grounded. So in closing, Remember this, the enemy's tool of torment in your life will, will, will become God's tool of transformation in your life. Amen. 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 Minister John, thank you. Wow, I, I, that was a great word, and I pray that each and every one of you were listening intently to what was being said. You know, sometimes when we're going through things, it is God that is doing it. It is God. I could testify to this past week, tell you a story about my son-in-law and daughter he has become except he has accepted a pastorate in um, Cheyenne Wyoming and the week of preparation has been attack after attack after attack right down to the day that the movers came 
he had, my son-in-law came down with the flu the night before. It had gone through the whole family. So many adversities. But you know what? It kept them focused and it kept them grounded. It kept them looking to God because they knew that in their weakness, God would be stronger. It, it was amazing. And that was such a good word. Such a good word this morning. The greater the assignment, the greater their attack. The attack. See, the enemy will do anything and everything to keep you and hold you. But you know, that thorn in your side is a gift, like Minister John said. It is a gift. A gift that keeps on giving and reminding you and keeping you grounded in Christ. Hallelujah. I loved that word this morning. That was so good. I pray that each and every one of you uh, are excited at what you heard. So we praise God for that word because God does know our limit. He knows our limit. So at this time, I'm going to ask Minister Sharon if she would come, and she's going to share uh, the request with us, and we're going to be in agreement with her as she prays. So, Minister Sharon, if you'll come at this time, please. Thank you. Our first prayer request is from Sheena Bell, and she's asking us to stand in agreement that her sister will win the upcoming custody case as she and as she is and has always been the primary caregiver. Father, according to your word, Philippians 4, 6, we are to be anxious for nothing but everything by prayer and supplication, giving thanks. We are to bring our requests to, to the throne, to you. Father, we know children are a gift from God. We stand in agreement as we intercede for Sheena's sister to win the upcoming custody case. We pray that you will give discernment to all judges, lawyers, social workers, mediators, and child advocates so they may make sound, wise decisions concerning a child. Give them hearts of love. Make them good judgments of character. And if any of these people don't know you, we pray that they will come to know you and accept Jesus as Lord and Savior. Help them to desire more than all else to provide the child with a stable, loving, protective, healthy home and atmosphere. And finally, we pray for wisdom and guidance as to what specific steps Shana's sister needs to take in this situation. According to your word in James 1, 5, if any man lacks wisdom, let him ask God, who gives it to all men generously without finding fault. Thank you, Father, that you not only hear but you also answers our prayers. We stand in victory and believe for great favor for the child and for Sheena's sister in Jesus' name. The next prayer request is from the evangelism ministry, and they're asking that God will provide housing for those who are in dire need of a safe place to live and mental health assistance for those that they may, that those that may need it. Father, according to Psalms 107.20, you sent your word and you healed and delivered them from all their destructions. 
her. Second Timothy one seven, you're not given a spirit of fear, but power, love, and sound mind. We stand in agreement with your word that they are delivered from their destructions and operate with sound mind. Father, according to your word and revelations, you open doors no man can close. You close doors no man can open. Do Lord, we pray for those who are homeless and those with mental health issues. We pray that you will provide them with strength and resources that they may overcome these difficult times. We pray now that you send your ministering angels to protect those who have no homes. Please protect them from illness due to harsh elements. Please protect them from mental ailments and from evil temptations. Protect them from malnourishment by providing nourishing food for their flesh and nourishing food for their spirit man. May they be separated from corrupt companionship, for corrupt companionship destroys good manners, according to 1 Corinthians 15:33. We also pray that they're blessed with resources and good shelter. Lord, we know that you're compassionate and merciful, and we ask that you bless these people with your love and with your care. Finally, may the hearts of those with resources be open to be a blessing to all in your kingdom, for they're blessed to be a blessing, or rather, we're blessed to be a blessing. May we use our resources wisely to help those who are in need, and may we be generous with our time and with our money. Again, Father, I say that if two, according to your word, that if two agree concerning anything they ask, it will be done for them by Father in heaven. So, Father, we thank you that we come into agreement, and it is done in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. You know, we know that these needs exist, as Minister Sharon has uh, shared with us and prayed over these. But you know what? We deny its right to exist in these situations. And we command them. We command them to leave in Jesus' name. And we do believe for Sheena Bell and her sister that the favor of God will rest in this situation and that the right decisions are made and that there will be peace and there will be joy. And we thank God for our evangelism team as they minister to the homeless and to those that are they find that have mental illness. You know, it may exist, but it doesn't doesn't have the right to stay there. And so as we prayed, we believed, and we know, we know that God is going to supply, God is going to meet every need, and he's going to deliver those that need deliverance. And so we just say, thank you, Father. Thank you for hearing. Thank you for answering. And thank you that praise reports are going to follow because we have believed with Minister Sharon as she prayed this morning. Hallelujah. So we give you the glory. We give you all the glory, all the praise. I want to go back to uh, Minister John and see if he has a closing thought or something more that he would like to share with us before we close out. Minister John. 
Yes, ma'am. In conclusion, and, and, and this is for everyone, and please listen carefully. Listen carefully. Whatever you have blamed the devil for, whatever issue that you may have in your life, you know what it is. You know what that thorn is. Whatever it may be, causing you to suffer, causing you to have pain, causing you to have issues, that same thorn, that same issue, that same problem, that same thing, that same thing can be used by God to fulfill his purpose for your life. And remember what Genesis 50, 20 said, when Joseph was talking to his brothers, and he said, as for you, speaking to his brothers, you meant evil against me. You meant <laughs> harm against me. You meant disaster against me. But my God meant it for good. I love you. God bless you. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Minister John. Thank you. I pray all of you this morning heard with spiritual ears, not with your natural ears, but with your spiritual ears, what thus saith the Lord. That was a wonderful teaching this morning. It should encourage you. It should help you to understand that the trial that you are facing, that which you are going through, (laughs) see, going through means you're going to get to the other side. You will get to the other side. But remember that that thorn in your side, quote unquote, it really is a gift from God. It's to keep you grounded and focused because in your weakness, then he is made strong. Hallelujah. So, Father, we thank you. Father, we thank you for the time that we have had this morning We've heard your word. It has been brought to us in such a wonderful way. It has brought insight and given us, Lord, the ability to understand that these attacks, these attacks really are gifts. It's a gift. It's a gift. Help us. Help us, Lord, to understand that as Paul did, when we do it so often, we beg God to remove that gift that is weighing him down. And we want to say to God so often, God, remove this from me. But God is saying, it's keeping you grounded. It's keeping you grounded. It's keeping you focused. Father, thank you for that. Help us 
Help us to remember. Help us to remember that sometimes what we're going through, it is something that you are doing in us and through us that is keeping us focused on you. And it builds us in our faith. Thank you, Father. Thank you for that. And so we do say, we do say to you, Lord, Forsake us not. Never leave us. And your word tells us that I will never leave you, nor will I forsake you. That I am there in the midst, in the midst of the situation. God allows it. There is purpose. And it is for your destiny. Father, thank you. I ask for your covering over this word that was spoken, that the enemy cannot steal it or take it away, but that word is grounded in us to remember as we go forth this day and we ponder, we ponder what we're going through, that it is God And he is keeping us grounded. The enemy cannot win. For he is a defeated foe. Thank you, Lord. We pray for traveling mercies for each and every person as they go about their business today. That, Lord, you will lead and guide them. We thank you for angels attending to each and every one that we are protected. We are protected. And we give you the praise and we give you the glory for it. And we just want to wrap ourselves in you as you wrap yourself around us. For in that, there is peace and rest. So we're going to open up the line and we're going to pray in the Spirit using our heavenly language because we know from the word that that is the most perfect prayer that we can pray because the spirit knows what needs to and ought to be prayed. If you do not have your heavenly language, then make it a time of praise. Make it a time where you say, thank you, Papa Father. Thank you. Thank you. So at this time, I'm going to say, please open the line and let us worship together. Our God is a good God. Hallelujah. Open the line. 